0: So it begins, let's get the Linux gaming on, which is Hello and welcome to episode 160 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you here on this Sunday, um the 19th of November, 2017. Or for our sequel fans. All hail the true and just! Uh, that would make it 2017, 11, 19 at 1934 PM Pacific Coast time the coast with the most, crack engineer Ivor Molina holding up the whiskey sign, you're right Ivor, I do need more whiskey in my diet. Cheers Ivor, you're fired! Welcome to our Thanksgiving episode where, uh, I I had wanted to do some top stories but some top stories, and some new and noteworthies and, you know, the normal show as usual but it's time to go balls deep into the HOLIDAY FUCKING MADNESS this is the last episode of the show before uh, Thanksgiving traditionally the show comes out on Friday but this one's gonna come out on Sunday tonight um so we're clearing the decks I wanna offer my feature, thankful for free and open source software Expressing my earnest, heartfelt wishes and gratitude and expression of thanks and supplication before the mighty edifice of free and open source software itself pay for freedom, not for slavery, friends. So uh, our top stories this week... Um, we're running on Ubuntu 16.04 still, which I now fucking hate! Unity, Ubuntu's Unity, their fucking, uh, GUI, their fucking X11, you know, uh, their window manager, is absolutely nasty, horrible trash, but we won't go into that, cause we're going balls deep into the, into the holidays! Oh my god, we're not gonna make it, man. It's a fucking podcast, man! Game over, man! It's a fuck! My god, that thing cut me. That thing cut me. So our uh no column for this week again. Uh yeah, so let, Ivor, why don't you just get straight to the feature? We we don't want to go too long. It's gonna be about like an hour and a half long episode. Right, Ivor? Ivor, you're fired! He didn't know. He didn't know. So you're fired, Ivor. You're fired for not knowing the rundown and the TikTok. God damn it. Give me the. Before you go, give me the features. Jesus! Who do you think? Oh. My. God. It's the millions. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scookie. Zelibius! Just a, a list. We're going to go through it pretty quickly because I don't want to dominate all of your holiday horror. But our feature this week, thank you, Ivor, uh, is Thankful for Foss, which is something that I've admittedly lifted from Chris Fisher and the great Jupiter Broadcasting Network, Linux Action Show, etc., Tech Snap, um, blah. But Chris Fisher, a man who is as good as he is moral and as capable as he is just. Ha ha ha. We're we're stealing this directly from him. This is our third year. So here are just, and we're not gonna, you know, I don't want to take up all your time. So I'm just going to go number by number. Starting at the top, 15 reasons to be thankful for free and open source software, especially in terms of gaming, but not necessarily this year, 2017. Number 15. Actually, uh, well, yeah, number 15. Seven days to die. When all else fails, what do we want? Brains. When do we want them? Brains. When all else fails, seven days to die is still there. It's fantastic. Always there. It's like mother's milk. Although that actually just almost made me puke. (laughs) It's, it's fantastic. It is immutable. It's always, it's always good enough. Number 14, I would like to thank HTC and the Vive headset. Even as, you know, although we got off to a rocky start together, um, and even though I am about a week away from actually attempting, for the fifth time, to deploy my HTC Vive on on an actual Linux distribution setup, my main setup, again, I'm glad it's there. We're working on it. And I'm glad for VR and VR coming to Linux just in general because it is fantastic technology. It is transformative technology. And nowhere is it more embodied than in the Vive. Now, if I could just get to fucking work on my goddamn computer without having to go to my Windows machine. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I love you, Vive. I love you, HTC. Number 13. <laughs> to all of our favorite distros um, this year has seen me go from, uh mint uh, six, uh, mint 16 something to 17 to 18, which seemed really good, 18.2 seemed really good, but ultimately it betrayed me this is, this is the way of things, my friends um, but whatever distribution you use, be it, you know, Ubuntu Debian, Cheers to Ian Murdoch, the memory of Ian Murdoch, a great, great hero. Um, anyway, uh, whether it be Debian, even if you're a fucking Rel fan, even if you're a Red Hat Linux fan, fine, you're, you're. Come on, everyone, group hug. Mint, Arch, Ubuntu, Debian, Rel. Yeah, even Rel you twisted fuckers who like rel. I am so thankful that now I can run a machine, a fucking world-class fucking computer, with a ZFS array that is 24 terabytes! With five fucking monitors in front of me, only three of which I normally use, um, and am secure in the knowledge that anyone, anyone, Anyone could set up the same machine and system. Give it, you know, not not uh, prohibitive degrees or whatever in computer science or whatever. You just need—I mean, you'd have to have the money, but anyway, to you know, build the system. But you know, give it six months and uh, a lot of fucking tinkering. It's been sixteen years of oh shit! I just said tinkering. And no, Chris Fisher, fuck you. I am not going to play. Uncle Lou, cause fuck you you twisted old sellout but anyway, thank you I'm very thankful for the ability to have this all running free and open source software so number 12 on our list, GIMP the GNU image manipulation program we're kind of getting into, right now we're gonna jump into like a bunch of things that help us make games or democratize the ability to make games and number 12 on that list has gotta be GIMP not 12th on that list, but twelve on 12th on our list. GIMP. The GNU Image Manipulation Project. Which we'll talk about in our conclusion to this list, but it is fantastic. Same thing with Inkscape. Same thing with uh, Calibre. Some people call it Calibre. But <laughs> it's Calibre. Um, in terms of desktop publishing. Not just desktop publishing, but e, e- ebook publication, etc. Now, back to the games games. Number eleven. The Inform Seven compiler. you're standing in a field has never been easier, has never been more available to everyone. You got a game you got a game idea for a text-based adventure video game, or if you just want to p- bathe, to bask in, you know, the awesomeness that is narrative video gaming. That is literally narrative, interactive, text based video gaming. The Inform7 compiler doesn't get any easier. And the language itself, which is a technology, it's not just a language, because it just uses your language, you know. Um, but as a technology itself is just fucking stunning and versatile and, and just fantastic. Check out the Brass Lantern, uh, Which is like the greatest name for a website ever. If you want to learn more about the nuts and bolts of programming your own text based adventure games in basically plain text using the Inform7 compiler, uh, which is free. But thebrasslantern.com, you know, enumerates like the (laughs) the difficult edge cases and highlights the versatility of uh, the compiler itself um, and the language platform. The, the platform, the natural language platform on which it is built. Um, you know, it doesn't get much better. Thebrasslantern.com. Let's see actually if that site's still up. Ivor! You were supposed to fact check this. See, this is why you have to do your own fact checking. And I got, I, I need to give a shout out to this chick. Even though it's been like several years. Oh no, the Brass Lantern. The Brass Lantern is not the website. No, BrassLantern.com is not it. Let's Google. No. Hmm. BrassLantern.org. Uh, how to write a text adventure with a warm seven. You are standing in a field. Um, but where is this is this is done by a fantastically brilliant woman. Um I she's shy Evidently Aha, maybe it's none of the about us. Oh no, okay, Brass Lantern is done by uh Stephen Granada Granad Um but like the one of the best how to edge case scenario people is a brilliant woman where is she uh, Hmm. anyway so that's number whatever number we're on uh the inform 7 compiler number 11 number 10 3D coat that's number 3 the big letter D and space or hyphen actually C O A T as found on uh 3dcoat.com without the hyphen. Number three, D is in Delta, C is in cat, O is in Octagon, A as in Awesome, T as in Terrific.com. 3D Coat is a uh new 2017 caliber um materials handling and design tool for 3d models that incorporates all of the last like you know decade of um 3d material design now what do i mean by material design i'm talking about the integration of a shader a bump map um well it's what we used to call a texture it's something that you wrap around a piece of geometry to give it you know like Form and blah. So like, you know, you're in a game and there's a brick flooring there. Well, the actual shape of the floor is dedic- is is dictated by the um the geometry. That's, you know, CAD or Blender or whatever. We'll get to Blender in a moment. But the actual way it looks is now not just a texture. It's not just a JPEG or a PNG or whatever. It's not like the old days of Doomed. Now it's called a material, and a material actually has many shaders, has multiple layers in terms of its actual um, image that it shows, like, such as, you know, bump mapping or whatever. Um, That's what makes, you know, like, uh, the cracks in in a brick wall look so real without actually having to render every single fucking crack by hand in the actual geometry. 3D Coat is a world class... 2017 industry standard ready if it's it's as good or better than the industry standard uh, material design tools because all of this gets very complicated very quickly because a shader fine a shader actually determines you know hey, never mind I'm not going to go we have miles to go before three d coat is world class it's not entirely free um, but it is free as in freedom not free as in beer Uh, a license for it, uh, starts at like I think a hundred bucks it is world class material creation on the level of, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 you can make textures that and it also breaks down the theory of material creation into an actual natural world kind of uh way that is at once a simplification of the endless you know cycles rendering etc from blender and stuff which is highly experimental i mean it's very much a form of alchemy that only those who've been using who've been doing it while, even as it has evolved, really have any concept of understanding and really have no way of communicating the magic to you, well, 3D Coat does a very good job of very simply explaining and then opening the power of advanced materials creation. Next generation... Three, uh, let's see, what do they say? What do they call it? Is the one application that has all the tools you need to take your 3D ideas from a block of digital clay all the way to production. Oh, that's right. It does, it does also have world class um, clay additive slash, you know, blah modeling. So, like, you know, if you want to work with like literally digital clay, you can. But, uh, let's see, 3dcoat.com uh, 3dcoat is a commercial digital sculpting program from Pigway, Pilgway, designed to create freeform organic and hard surface 3D models from scratch with tools which enable users to sculpt and polygonal topology, create UV maps, texture the resulting models with natural painting tools, and render static images of animated turntable movies. All of that is true, but that's not the real function of it. It is fantastic at creating materials and mapping materials to models. It also works with every format that you can export from every fucking thing that you could ever want, and it does it very, very, very fast. You don't need to learn, really, the super insane intricacies of UV model unwrapping. Um, from a theoretical standpoint, here, their interface... Gives you a much better, faster, more functional way of doing it in terms of, you know, blah, actually putting your material on a model. You can also import and, uh, yeah, so 3D code is awesome. Uh, I think the professional version is like 250 bucks. It's not a subscription service, it's a piece of fucking Linux software that, you know, you buy your license, you own your license, bitch. Awesome. Very thankful for 3D code. Number 9 of course is Blender. So if you want to have a model that you can put uh 3D coat 21st century fucking 2017 advanced, you know, texture modeling fucking blah. So sure you got your fucking neon liquid fucking refractory fucking bump map. Blah, 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 blah. Cycles. There's no cycles rendering. It's very simple. They break it down into a very simple theory and 3D code. Well, you're gonna need a model. We all need more models. That would, That's where Blender comes in. Blender is free and open-source software that is one of the most versatile and now completely robust. I mean, it is... I hate the word robust, because anyway, it's overused, but it is not just powerful, it is... It's beyond powerful now. You want an animation suite? Use Blender. You want to incorporate fucking three, three dimensional, uh, geometry into, uh, you know, an actual, uh, piece of video and, uh, uh, actually have the, uh, the geometry scale itself according to the geometry within that video, which is just a video. Use Blender. Um, Blender is fantastic. You want to create animations, use Blender. You want to look at uh, lighting, you want to create photorealistic uh, whatever, use Blender. Until Maya or 3D Studio or whatever come to Linux, which is never going to happen, use Blender and 3D Coat. It's it's fantastic. And yes, Blender is not the industry standard for uh, uh, 3D animation or computer animated design but it can do all those things and it is fully extensible with a wide range of plugins, both commercial and uh, most of them are free um, from animation stuff to uh, quality of life improvements it is fantastic and speaking as one who has spent now three, almost well not three years, almost two years solid dealing with blender as a character creation and animation um Suite in terms of both for rigging as well as for creating the individual uh cycle individual um aspects of an animation for video games such so as like you know runs like a walk cycle ah, jump ah, brr, as well as having done some minor stuff not not that minor though because I Once you get into it, you get into it, and then you start to have ideas for projects and stuff, and then there they go. And then other people will come at you with, you know, oh, you know what? I really want to try to do this. Well, then bam! And all of a sudden you're into fluid simulation and all sorts of really, really, really unthinkably cutting-edge stuff that is running for free. Cheers to Blender. Very thankful for Blender. The Blender uh... The Blender project, blender.org. Everybody behind Blender. Oh. Unparalleled. Now, one thing that Blender doesn't have, and we're inserting this at the last moment, like a shiv in the shower. Make Human. The Make Human project is like Blender on steroids, but it's for um, humanoid uh, character creation. Based on uh, sliders that control and templatize the entire um, character creation oeuvre, ultimately resulting in an exportable 3D model that you can import into Blender and then animate in Blender and then rig in Blender and then animate in Blender. Um, make human, that's all one word, make human is fundamentally revolutionary. What you can do in Make Human once you know what you're doing and what you're trying to do, um, with Make Human, in 20 minutes, you can accomplish what would take literally easily, easily, if you were expert and at, you know... In a moment of divine inspiration, even, and expert, what what would take 40 hours to accomplish? With Make Human, it's all templatized. You just move the sliders back and forth. Then you export your final human. It's a human. It's a human. It's huge. Make human is one of the most powerful tools that is available for 3D modeling of actual humanoid characters that is available on the internet for free and open source, you know, slash Nix-compatible operating systems that's available today. It's an indispensable tool, even, I would say, even for veteran game developers, um, until you build up a library. And I know this from both ends of this equation, because I had to build up a library that I created myself of humanoid characters going from stick figures to you know, more and more and more progressively realistic-seeming or cartoony, but blah, you want a proportional Da Vinci-caliber fucking oh, well, yeah, ready for rigging, just blank human model, great, make human, absolutely, that's it. Um, You want to tweak it in a thousand different ways, make human, that's it. Takes, you know, 20 minutes to create a unique character, um, one of my favorite make human moments was when I was rigging a pirate character that was supposed to be a very, very old captain pirate, a veteran sea dog Hawaii. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much about this, but I wanted his fucking left leg and in a peg leg, and I wanted his knee to be twisted. As if crushed between, you know, two ships or, you know, uh uh you know, giant, giant wooden beams and turned and then never set correctly before the amputation. And I wanted him to, to, once rigged, I wanted him to animate that way. So a walk cycle that, you know, like I could, um, uh, not refactor, uh, whatever you call it, where you, oh, why can't I remember this? I sound like an idiot now because I can't remember what this fucking when you steal the animation from one thing and then you fucking throw it onto another rig. God damn it. I can't believe I can't remember what this is called. But anyway, I wanted him to fucking walk and run and do, you know, all the all this associated series of animations that I had associated with a different version of himself prior to this injury. I wanted those to reflect both graphically and in the, the animation, once I, I laid, God damn it, what is it called? It's not refactoring. Anyway, make human, blah, 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 I took the same model, blah. Then, once you're done with make human, you export it to whatever fucking format you want for whatever you want, in my case, Blender. And then you can fucking tweak the geometry one to one in Blender. You Know fucking vertice, vertex by vertex, if you want, and you can make some fantastic shit. But yes, sure enough, after god damn, what is it called? This is gonna drive me nuts. Speaking of pirates, pirate walks into a bar, steering the uh, ship's wheels sticking out of the front of his pants, out of his fly. Bartender is like, What the fuck's up with the wheel? Pirate leans in and says, oh, it's driving me nuts. Retargeting. There we go. It's driving me nuts. I had to clear my mind. Retargeting. More or less. So you can take, like, uh. anyway, there are great libraries for which I'm also thankful out, uh, uh, from, uh, I think it's Stanford, um, Although now it's kind of difficult to work with them in terms of on a free and open source blob, but they have hundreds of models, like runway models and uh, 3D actors that have been uh, captured via you know mocaps mo- that you can export and then re-import and then tweak into... Anyway. That's a different story. So, that's number 9. Blender Make Human. Number 8. The Steam Controller. The most versatile, remappable... Very frustrating for your average general user consumer, but it is all things to all people, and it is excellent in every way, in that regard, to all things to all people. It is one of the most powerful control surfaces, and this is coming from uh, 25 years now, almost 25 years of uh, using MIDI and um, control surfaces apart from video games to do digital music, and then also with twenty, a whole lifetime of using joysticks, yokes, foot pedals, to control as control services for actual video games, etc. The Steam Controller is unparalleled. It's very cheap. It's not easy. It takes some getting used to. But I am very thankful for the Steam Controller, especially this year. These last four months, three or four months, I've been very much Devoted to mastering the fucking Steam. Mastering the Steam controller. Oh, aye. It's driving me nuts. Retargeting. So that's number eight. Uh, Number seven. 3D printing. Along the same lines, I know it's not quite video game related, related, but 3D printing is a free and open source software construction that is fully fucking realized and become an exploded industry that you can run in a factory or you can run at home for fucking custom fabrication of said models, of said geometry, in actual 3D. Totally powered by free and open source software, by the way. Yeah, just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Linux might be a hypothetical construct that's very difficult for your average end user to, to wrap their minds around. Well, when I hand them a fucking voxel, re-apologize, fucking Teddy Roosevelt, a la Minecraft. I designed these, um, I just I designed this Teddy, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, um, crossed with Salvador Dali's portrait of Lincoln, voxelized pencil, ruler, desk organizer. So like imagine Theodore Roosevelt as a bust. Then imagine him like in Minecraft world. Then imagine him with, you know, surrealistic cubist additions. And uh yeah, I can print those. I print them I don't print them all the time anymore, but I I've printed several of them, many of them over many iterations, that whole revolution from custom part replacement, printing on demand and repair all the way through to designing your own action figure and fucking making it work and then printing it and playing with it and fucking using fucking far flung material design and, like, literally, this is, like, material as in terms of fabrication, not as in terms of three-dimensional, you know, computer design, not in terms of, like, video games. I'm talking about, like, actual fucking, like, this shit you should acquire a factory! Now it fits on the end of my desk. All of that is fundamentally free and open-source, is powered, and has been driven by free and open-source software. Um... From Octopi, which is what runs on our our next item, Raspberry Pi, a thirty dollar computer that's the size of a fucking, literally the size of a Moleskine notebook. Um, it's like a ah, it's, it's requires almost no power. Uh, it requires an SD card. There you go. Bam! I have an operating system and a fully functional computer on there that's capable of working as a three dimensional print server. <laughs> what the fuck? That's right! Free and open source software, motherfuckers, from Octopi to all the slicing software that, uh, you can use both commercially and non-commercially. Um, the best of both worlds runs natively on Linux. So I'm very, uh, 3D printing, this was my year of 3D printing. It has been fantastic. I'm writing a book about it, actually, um, in terms of uh, maintenance for uh, General Pusa i3, um design retrofitting and the fundamentals it's like the missing manual for the entire Prusa i3 um from assembly and design of your actual printer cuz i i kind of have a franken printer at this point um all the way through to the type of software and etc that you want to use with it but uh main cuz you know it's <laughs> cura etc there are literally a thousand different options and stuff that may or may not be within you know your printer's purview to actually execute and may or may not actually have an effect um anyway look for that uh in the next 9 months hopefully blue wizard will finally be on amazon at last as an ebook at last we reveal ourselves before then but that's been the project of the last half year and 3D printing is fantastic and it's inexpensive and it is powered entirely by free and open source software it's not easy but if you've ever wanted if you've ever watched Tron and thought wow how cool would it be if we could like laser render brick by brick voxel by voxel Not into a computer, but out of a computer in my living room for like negligible amounts of money without requiring any sort of special, you know, training or a factory or anything. 3D printing is unbelievable and it will change the world. It's going to fucking change the world. It is astonishing. Astonishing. It's slow right now, but that's fine. That's fine. It's not. Meant for mass production of parts, although it depends on how small, small the part is that you want to mass produce, and what actual printer you have, and what type of uh, printing technology you're using. What type of I'm sorry, not filament technology. I meant not printing technology. Filament technology, and also printing technology, because there are now it, go Google TED Talk 3D printing um, Terminator Two. Go check that out, because that thing is coming. So that's 3D printing, Octopi, slicing Software, Cura, etc., all part of the free and open source software revolution, which I am so thankful for. Kind of related to video games. Um, number uh, num- uh, number six was the Raspberry Pi, which solves the, the old, ancient, traditional nemesis of uh, Linux itself, was that, well, not everyone has a, we used to call them a quote unquote, toy which meant an old system that you could afford to have wiped constantly, um, this is like kind of just post internet, so it's like mm, post World Wide Web <laughs> 1997 1998-ish maybe, cause I was still fucking all over Usenet it was like where my world was I didn't believe in Mosaic web browser, what is this fucking World Wide Web I have fucking, I have used that I have infinite infinite people that I can talk to um, but yeah so uh the Raspberry Pi solves that problem, anyone with 30 bucks and an SD card and a external USB drive and some sort of uh, TV or monitor with an HDMI or whatever that they can plug into, and, you know, a mouse and a keyboard can now have a fucking fully functional running Linux distribution with persistent storage, on which you can save or serve, or learn to program, or whatever, using the entire full functional suite of applications. You can leverage the power of free and open source software to your advantage. You can be 10 years old and learn to program, which was something that I tried when I was 10, and everything was too expensive and was prohibitive because i it turns out i had dyscalculia which was only diagnosed about fuck i'm 30 uh, well i'm 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 many many thousands of years old but it was only diagnosed within this previous decade um and math was a was a requirement this goes back to my grade school So I thought programming was the province of wizards and fucking math people, because I couldn't do basic math. I still can't do basic math, which is why now I use free and open source software to write the programs that do the basic math for me, because the logic is not the problem. It's the actual fucking numbers. Anyway, all that's available, Raspberry Pi. Try one, buy one for your friends, for your neighbors, Buy them as stocking stuffers. Give them to every child you meet. For reals. Unbelievable. What once was a $3,000 1994 era imposition no, 1997 era imposition. So that means it's like the equivalent of like $9,000 today? Hey, who's got $9,000? I can do that. No one does! Is now the province of less than a video game for an any major um, video game uh, console went from nine thousand dollars to thirty dollars, thirty dollars, three o plus or minus accessories, uh, about sixty bucks. But that's a fully functioning computer that you on which you are able to learn all about firsthand without having to worry too much and especially with now that you now that you have cloud-based storage it's available for everyone and everyone is pretty much into that which i i am not i do have a dropbox account but that's only for inter, interaction with clients certain horrible clients no i'm just kidding i love all my clients um it's very easy to just completely experiment cuz back in the day you don't understand hard drive was like $500 easily $500 easily so yeah you couldn't just fucking gallivant all over the fucking interwebs just trying out whatever method you know, oh well now you can and you don't have to be some sort of computer scientist who has all these fucking toys lying around you at CERN or whatever the fuck. You know, you don't have to be some sort of fucking, uh, university profi- And everyone's got the internet, and it all works pretty much out the box, and the documentation is fantastic, and it is efficacious and excellent across, not just a wide range. Yes, you're right, Ivor. I'm pouring the whiskey now, don't you hear me? Fuck you, Ivor. It's efficacious across a wide range of applications that are as diverse and, um, flexible as your ability to, uh, Contemplate and to imagine. For reals. Oh, d- doesn't do exactly what you want? Well, I've made a surveillance system out of one Raspberry Pi to monitor my fucking washing machine. My, actually, my dryer, specifically. CCTV. The whole thing. Whole fucking thing. Soup to nuts. Minor, minor additions in terms of actual progr- programming by my part, but really it's just a system administration task. Um... Yeah, I didn't have to build... We don't reinvent the wheel here. You know, that's the whole idea of FOSS. Is we don't reinvent the wheel. We get the blueprints for the wheel from the library. And then we look at the blueprints and we learn how they work. And if we need a bigger wheel, then we learn how to make the wheel bigger. If we need a concave wheel, we learn how to make the wheel concave. And then that's our own experiment, our fork, based off of that blueprint. Which is why we are so powerful because as you constantly chew through all the things that can be known and quantified and rendered and dealt with and all the problems that can face human beings and all the use cases and scenarios that could ever be possibly imagined. Anyway, Raspberry Pi, whole thing used a $20 webcam that I had from when I used to design a 3D multi-touch, uh, not 3D, uh, multi-touch tabletop surfaces um $20 webcam. Old webcam. And a Raspberry Pi. Whole thing. Soup to nuts. Literally on the far reaches of everything. It was probably... I had to buy an adapter for it. I had to buy a power adapter for it. So I'm going to say, say... I'm going to say 80 bucks, Shipping included. Everything. Every soup to nuts. So yeah. I can go on... <laughs> I can go on my network in a web browser and I can watch you don't need to know why I needed this, but I do need this. Bottom line is that my fucking dryer—it's fucking—it's brand new dryer too. It's three years old. It's a—it's a, it's a front-loading dryer. The um, catch that holds the door shut, which also controls whether or not it runs, um, pops open. It's a bad—it's a bad uh, internal latch system. It's just a bad design. And downstairs here where I record the show and where I live on my monster beast computer. I'm petting it. Literally, I am stroking it right now. Um the computer, not myself. Well, both now. Now that I've thought about, it, I am stroking both. But you don't even know about that. Um I can just pop I can't hear it from down here. So when it's running, I can't hear it. But it doesn't make a sound when it stops running, when that door pops open, which it does all the time. So if I want to actually structure sanely my ability to go meet someone at, like, you know, an an appointment where I actually have to do a presentation or something and wear a suit, that means I need the dryer to run and actually complete its cycle so that I have a shirt and pants. But... If it stops ten minutes in, I would never know. Well now I can check. Running over Ivor? Okay. We do have a 30 minute I have a 30 minute concluding little speech about this ship. But anyway, so that, that's that's Raspberry Pi. Number five, Flat Pack. Go back and listen to two episodes ago for all about Flatpak, which is democratizing Linux and simultaneously providing the necessary, what I would say is probably the necessary level of pressure and reward and with no risk to developers to bring their games to Linux. So that's number uh, five. Number four is Wine itself, Windows in Nix environment. Go check it out. It's still just as fucking Byzantine and complicated, which is why the column, um, for the last several weeks has not involved the flat packs thing because I'm still trying to fucking master repackaging just, I'm trying to get fucking many things, many games many applications run in wine that's great, especially with play on Linux or whatever, I could see your average user doing it with minimal, you know blah. like SketchUp is easy to fucking get running and just straight up wine from the terminal the command line Anyway, Wine is awesome. Wine is good. Wine is great. That's all I'm saying. I'm very thankful for Wine. Number three. The Unity game engine, bitches. Which now has its IDE and Editor available for Nick's Available Systems, motherfucker. Everyone who thinks they know something about game development loves to shit on Wine. Just as everyone who plays, uh, uh, Turn uh, Tannenberg is a fucking racist motherfucker, at least at the present moment. None of them have any fucking idea what they're talking about. The Unity game development engine and system, etc., with its editor, is an unbelievably revolutionary piece of software, and the fact that even though it's not entirely officially supported the editor, part of it, the IDE and editor, part of it, it's not officially supported, by Unity, it is officially available in their official blog thread, where officially they have their own little miniature false partisan community who works on updating it and developing for it, and it is fantastic, and it is not just important, it is a revolutionary piece of software that over the coming next five years, I would say, we'll see the predominance of all great video games coming out of it eventually maybe within 10 years everything will be made with unity just saying even though they do make it a little difficult to fucking find it just google unity editor unity you know engine editor linux here let me let me let me verify this for you Yeah, it's still in the experimental state. Unity 3D Linux. It's all in the same thread run by which is a. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm hmm. Well, anyway, the latest, um, iteration of the Unity editor for Linux is fucking great. It's at the bottom of the thread. Read the top of the page when you find the thread. It's an official fucking, uh, uh, Unity corporate project. It's just not one that they like to talk about. And they have not devoted all of the resources or efforts towards, which makes sense because we are not the world's largest market. But, I am super thankful for the Unity game engine bringing its editor, finally, to Linux, because that, for, literally, for, I've been used, I've I've fucked around with Unity for as long as it's been out there, but have always had to do it with the earnest hope, in the earnest hope that I would be ultimately making a game that would be available for Linux, but that did require the horrible, nasty, awful, trashy, cum guzzling horror feeling of having to do it on a Windows machine no longer and not for the last several years and it it's stable it's it's very good it's very good very good reliable number two on our list number two and one are basically the same number two is good old games.com gog.com which allows you to buy uh, digital rights management free Uh, Linux, where available, software of video games um, that you can either make to work in Wine itself, if you're into the tweaking process, or uh, just are digital, or if, if they actually have a Linux available, if they say that they are Linux compatible, they are Linux compatible. And it's digital rights management free I bought the software. I own the software. Meaning that you can flat pack it and etc. But beyond that and long before flat pack good old games.com has been a what do you call them? Uh, a siren, a titan of uh, this this fundamentally aligned with the free and open source. So, free and open source software revolution uh premise that you know, you buy the software, you own the software um, meaning no digital rights management, you know blah, so whether you buy and I have bought some Windows I have purchased some Windows games from them uh, that have run on Windows, which is great Um all the Linux games that I've ever bought from them that say, you know, Linux compatible, they run fine natively in Linux, they install natively in Linux you know that's french for just conceals the wine stuff that they're doing behind the scenes i'd imagine i i would imagine it's supposition on my part so blah <coughs> but now in the era of flat pack this is a very fascinating thing to get involved with because now you can pressure developers it's it's in a soft way, in a nice way, in a really kind of brutal way, actually, frankly, by repackaging their games using Flatpak Linux after bought by bought from GOG.com if they're only available for for Windows then you can try your hand at coming up with a wine uh, prefix and etc and all the settings that are necessary to run it and then flat pack that fucker and torrent it and fucking say hey guess what what you refuse to do for us we will extract from you at the minor cost of only making it free Not that I advocate piracy at all in any way for any reason. I personally am a big believer in paying for the software that you use. Pay for freedom, not for slavery. It's a bad deal. But flatpak and goodoldgames.com, G-O-G.com. And also the the um beyond the flat pack aspect of it, the uh overall um marketplace to, is is somewhat it's not larger than, but it is different than the marketplace that is provided by our number one thing that I am most thankful for this year which is of course in of itself Steam and Valve Valve for choosing Linux as the basis for the Steam OS operating system has been a revolutionary Um, thing that has brought together finally the commercial aspects that have either been misunderstood intentionally or misunderstood by virtue of sheer complexity by honest actors uh, in the marketplace and industry it's brought together those people with the people who actually run Linux and is a vote for freedom not for slavery is a vote for community driven gaming and is a vote that pays and has paid dividends for everyone who has participated uh, in developing games for Steam. It is a win, 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 win. And it's been a giant thing for uh, the video game industry as a whole. has been a liberating Steam itself. You know, with or without. Foss was a liberating thing—a a a, 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 a a unified marketplace on which everyone could put their could publish their game and sell their game and get paid for their game and reach an audience, uh, based on merit, based on a total meritocracy, um, and that is ultimately what this podcast is all about. So, think I seriously. And yes, there are hiccups, and yes, there are problems. And yes, things are not exactly as they should be at all times. And no, things don't work exactly as they might or as they should. But on average, for the last three years that I've been doing this podcast, I buy 256 games a year, all of them for Linux. That means over 800 games over the last three years for Linux have been sold to me via Steam. I have made many friends while doing this podcast and playing games on Linux that I would not have made were it not for Steam. Is the social networking aspect of it entirely perfect? No, but it's pretty good. It depends on the game itself, but Cheers. Thank you so much, Valve and Steam. And Gabe Newell. I think we should make those businesses fail. That's Richard Stallman. But anyway, um, because you know, technically you don't actually own the game. The same way that like when you buy a book, you own the book. But not anymore, even in that regard, I guess, now that Amazon. And I I have I'm on my sixth Kindle, actually. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, many, many, many thanks. Many, many tanked use to Valve and Steam for their participation in Linux. And that that's it for our feature? Oh, wait, no... I, Closing remark. This is just a a list we're going to go through it pretty quickly because I don't want to dominate all of your holiday horror but our feature this week, thank you Ivor uh, is thankful for FOSS, which is something that I've admittedly lifted from Chris Fisher and the great Jupiter Broadcasting Network, Linux Action Show, etc. TechSnap, um blah, but Chris Fisher a man who is as good as he is moral and as capable as he is just <laughs> we're, we're stealing this directly from him. This is our third year. So here are just, and we're not gonna, you know, I don't want to take up all your time. So I'm just going to go number by number. Starting at the top, 15 reasons to be thankful for free and open source software, especially in terms of gaming, but not necessarily this year, 2017. Number 15. Or, actually, uh, well, yeah, number 15 seven days to die when all else fails what do we want brains when do we want them brains when all else fails seven days to die is still there it's fantastic always there it's like mother's milk although that actually just almost made me puke (laughs) it's it's fantastic it is immutable It's it's always good enough Number 14. I would like to thank HTC and the Vive headset. Even as you know, although it, we got off to a rocky start together, um and even though I am about a week away from actually attempting for the fifth time to deploy my HTC Vive on an actual on an actual Linux distribution setup my main setup. Again, I'm glad it's there. We're working on it. And I'm glad for VR and VR coming to Linux just in general because it is fantastic technology. It is transformative technology. And nowhere is it more embodied than in the Vive. Now, if I could just get to fucking work on my goddamn computer without having to go to my Windows machine. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I love you, Vive. I love you, HTC. Number 13. <laughs> to all of our favorite distros. Um, this year has seen me go from, uh, Mint, uh, six, the uh, Mint 16-something to 17 to 18, which seemed really good. 18.2 seemed really good, but ultimately it betrayed me. This is, this is the way of things, my friends. Um, but whatever distribution you use, be it, you know, Ubuntu, Debian, Cheers to Ian Murdoch, the memory of Ian Murdoch, a great, great hero. Um. Anyway, uh, whether it be Debian, even if you're a fucking Rel fan, even if you're a Red Hat Linux fan, fine. You're, you're, come on, everyone group hug. Mint, Arch, Ubuntu, Debian, Rel. Yeah. Even Rel. You twisted fuckers who like Rel. I am so thankful that now I can run a machine, a fucking world-class fucking computer, with a ZFS array that is 24 terabytes! With five fucking monitors in front of me, only three of which I normally use, um, and am secure in the knowledge that anyone, anyone, anyone could set up the same machine and system given you know not not uh, prohibitive degrees or whatever in computer science or whatever you just need i mean you'd have to have the money but anyway to you know build the system but you know give it 6 months and uh, a lot of fucking tinkering it's been 16 years of oh shit i just said tinkering and no chris fisher fuck you i am not going to play Uncle Lou, cause fuck you you twisted old sellout but anyway, thank you I'm very thankful for the ability to have this all running free and open source software so number 12 on our list, GIMP the GNU image manipulation program we're kind of getting into, right now we're gonna jump into like a bunch of things that help us make games or democratize the ability to make games and number 12 on that list has gotta be GIMP not twelve on that list, but twelve on twelfth on our list. GIMP, the GNU Image Manipulation Project, which we'll talk about in our conclusion to this list. But it is fantastic. Same thing with Inkscape. Same thing with uh, Calibre. Some people call it Calibre, but <laughs> it's Calibre. Um, in terms of desktop publishing, not just desktop publishing, but e e e-book publication, Et publication, etc. Now back to the games, games number eleven. The Inform Seven compiler. You're standing in a field. Has never been easier. Has never been more available to everyone. You got a game. You got a game idea for a text-based adventure video game, or if you just want to pff- bathe, to bask in you know the awesomeness that is narrative video gaming that is literally narrative interactive text based video gaming the inform 7 compiler doesn't get any easier and the language itself which is a technology it's not just a language because it just uses your language you know um but as the technology itself is just fucking stunning and versatile and, and just fantastic check out the brass lantern uh which is like the greatest name for a website ever. If you want to learn more about the nuts and bolts of programming your own text-based adventure games in basically plain text using the Inform 7 compiler, uh, which is free. But the brasslander.com, you know, enumerates like the uh, <laughs> the difficult edge cases and highlights the versatility of uh, the compiler itself um, and the language platform the the platform, the natural language platform on which it is built um you know, it doesn't get much better thebrasslantern.com let's see actually if that site's still up Ivor, you were supposed to fact check this see, this is why you have to do your own fact checking and I got I, I need to give a shout out to this chick even though it's been like several years oh no, the Brass Lantern the Brass Lantern is not the website no, BrassLantern.com is not it. Let's Google. No. Hmm. BrassLantern.org. Uh, how to write a text adventure with a warm seven. You are standing in a field. Um, but where is this is this is done by a fantastically brilliant woman. Um I. She's shy. Evidently. Aha! Maybe it's under the about us. Oh no! Okay, Brass Lantern is done by uh, Stephen Granada Granad. Um, but like the one of the best, how to. Edge case scenario. People is a brilliant woman. Where is she? Uh, hmm. Anyway, so that's number whatever number we're on. Uh, the Inform Seven compiler. Number eleven. Number ten. Three D coat. That's number three. The big letter D and space or hyphen actually C O A T. As found on uh 3dcoat.com without the hyphen. Number three D is in Delta, C is in cat, O is in Octagon, A as in Awesome, T as in Terrific.com. 3D Coat is a uh new 2017 caliber um materials handling and design tool for 3d models that incorporates all of the last like you know decade of um 3d material design now what do i mean by material design i'm talking about the integration of a shader a bump map um well it's what we used to call a texture it's something that you wrap around a piece of geometry to give it you know like Form and blah. So like, you know, you're in a game and there's a brick flooring there. Well, the actual shape of the floor is, dedic- is is dictated by the um the geometry. That's, you know, CAD or Blender or whatever. We'll get to Blender in a moment. But the actual way it looks is now not just a texture. It's not just a JPEG or a PNG or whatever. It's not like the old days of Doomed. Now it's called a material, and a material actually has many shaders, has multiple layers in terms of its actual um, image that it shows, like, such as, you know, bump mapping or whatever. Um, that's what makes, you know, like, uh, the cracks in a, in a brick wall look so real without actually having to render every single fucking crack by hand in the actual geometry. 3D Coat is a world class 2017 industry standard ready if it's it's as good or better than the industry standard uh, material design tools because all of this gets very complicated very quickly because a shader fine a shader actually determines you know hey, never mind I'm not going to go we have miles to go before 3 d coat is world class it's not entirely free um but it is free as in freedom not free as in beer Uh, a license for it uh starts at like I think a hundred bucks it is world class material creation on the level of um guardians of the galaxy 2 you can make textures that and it also breaks down the theory of material creation into an actual natural world kind of uh, Way that is at once a simplification of the endless you know cycles rendering etc from blender and stuff which Is highly experimental. I mean, it's very much a form of alchemy that only those who have been using who have been doing it while even as it has evolved, really have any concept of understanding and really have no way of communicating the magic to you, well 3D Coat does a very good job of very simply explaining and then opening the power of advanced materials creation next generation 3 uh, let's see, what do they say, what do they call it is the one application that has all the tools you need to take your 3D ideas from a block of digital clay all the way to production? Oh, that's right. It does. It does also have world class um, clay additive slash you know blah modeling. So like you know, if you want to work with like literally digital clay, you can. But, uh, let's see, 3dcoat.com uh, 3dcoat is a commercial digital sculpting program from Pigway Pilgway, designed to create freeform organic and hard surface 3D models from scratch with tools which enable users to sculpt and polygonal topology, create UV maps, texture the resulting models with natural painting tools, and render static images of animated turntable movies. All of that is true, but that's not the real function of it. It is fantastic at creating materials and mapping materials to models. It also works with every format that you can export from every fucking thing that you could ever want, and it does it very, very, very fast. You don't need to learn, really, the super insane intricacies of UV model unwrapping. Um, from a theoretical standpoint, here, their interface gives you a much better, faster, more functional... Way of doing it in terms of, you know, blah, actually putting your material on a model. You can also import and, uh, yeah, so 3D code is awesome. Uh, I think the professional version is like 250 bucks. It's not a subscription service, it's a piece of fucking Linux software that, you know, you buy your license, you own your license, bitch. Awesome. Very thankful for 3D code. Number nine, of course, is Blender. So if you want to have a model that you can put, uh, 3D coat 21st century fucking 2017 advanced you know texture modeling fucking blah so sure you got your fucking neon liquid fucking refractory fucking bump map brrr, 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 cycles there's no cycles rendering it's very simple they break it down into a very simple theory in 3D coat well you're gonna need a model we all need more models that would. that's where Blender comes in. Blender is free and open source software that is one of the most versatile and now completely robust. I mean, it is... I hate the word robust, because anyway, it's overused, but it is not just powerful, it is... It's beyond powerful now. You want an animation suite? Use Blender. You want to incorporate fucking three, three-dimensional uh, geometry into, uh, you know, an actual... Uh, piece of video and uh, uh, actually have the uh, the geometry scale itself according to the geometry within that video, which is just a video use Blender um, Blender is fantastic, you want to create animations use Blender you want to look at uh, lighting you want to create photorealistic uh, whatever, use Blender until Maya or 3D Studio or whatever come to Linux, which is never going to happen, use Blender and 3D Coat. It's, it's fantastic. And yes, Blender is not the industry standard for uh, uh, 3D animation or computer animated design, But it can do all those things and it is fully extensible with a wide range of plugins, both commercial and uh, most of them are free um, from animation stuff to uh, quality of life improvements. It is fantastic and speaking as one who has spent now three, almost well not three years, almost two years solid dealing with Blender as a character creation and animation um, suite in terms of both for rigging as well as for creating the individual uh, cycle individual um aspects of an animation for video games such so as like you know runs like a walk cycle ah, jump ah, brr, as well as having done some minor stuff not not that minor though cuz I Once you get into it, you get into it, and then you start to have ideas for projects and stuff, and then there they go. And then other people will come at you with, you know, oh, you know what? I really want to try to do this. Well, then bam, and all of a sudden you're into fluid simulation and all sorts of really, really, really unthinkably cutting-edge stuff that is running for free. Cheers to Blender. Very thankful for Blender. The Blender, uh... The Blender project, blender.org. Everybody behind Blender. Oh. Unparalleled. Now, one thing that Blender doesn't have, and we're inserting this at the last moment like a shiv in the shower. Make Human. The Make Human project is like Blender on steroids, but it's for um, humanoid uh, character creation. Based on uh, sliders that control and templatize the entire um, character creation oeuvre, ultimately resulting in an exportable 3D model that you can import into Blender and then animate in Blender and then rig in Blender and then animate in Blender. Um, make human, that's all one word, make human is fundamentally revolutionary what you can do in Make Human once you know what you're doing and what you're trying to do. Um, with Make Human, in twenty minutes you can accomplish what would take literally easily, easily if you were expert and at, you know, in a moment of divine inspiration even and expert what what would take 40 hours to accomplish with make human it's all templatized you just move the sliders back and forth then you export your final human it's a human it's a human it's huge make human is one of the most powerful tools that is available for 3d modeling of actual humanoid characters that is available on the internet for free and open source, you know, slash Nix-compatible operating systems that's available today. It's an indispensable tool, even, I would say, even for veteran game developers. Um... Until you build up a library and I know this from both ends of this equation because I had to build up a library that I created myself of humanoid characters going from stick figures to you know more and more and more progressively realistic seeming or cartoony but blah you want a proportional Da Vinci caliber fucking oh well yeah ready for rigging just blank human model great make human absolutely that's it um, you wanna tweak it in a thousand different ways? Make human, that's it. Takes, you know, 20 minutes to create a unique character. Um, one of my favorite make human moments was when I was rigging a pirate character that was supposed to be a very, very old captain pirate, a veteran sea dog Hawaii. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much about this, but I wanted his fucking left leg and in a peg leg. And I wanted his knee to be twisted, as if crushed between, you know, two ships or, you know, uh uh, you know, giant, giant wooden beams, and turned and then never set correctly before the amputation. And I wanted him to to once rigged, I wanted him to animate that way. So a walk cycle that, you know, like I could um uh not refactor, uh, whatever you call it, where you Oh, why can't I remember this? I sound like an idiot now because I can't remember what this fucking. When you steal the animation from one thing and then you fucking throw it onto another rig, god damn it! I can't believe I can't remember what this is called. But anyway, I wanted him to fucking walk and run and do you know all the all this associated series of animations that I had associated with. A different version of himself prior to this injury. I wanted those to reflect both graphically and in the the animation. Once I, I laid, god damn it, what is it called? It's not refactoring, anyway. Make human, I took the same model in uh, blah. Then, once you're done with Make Human, you export it to whatever fucking format you want for whatever you want. In my case, Blender. And then you can fucking tweak the geometry one-to-one in Blender, you know, fucking vertex vertex vertex-by-vertex if you want. And you can make some fantastic shit. But yes, sure enough, after God damn, what is it called? This is gonna drive me nuts. Speaking of pirates, pirate walks into a bar, steering, uh, ship's wheels sticking out of the front of his pants, out of his fly. Bartender is like, what the fuck's up with the wheel? Pirate leans in and says, oh, it's driving me nuts. Retargeting. There we go. It's driving me nuts. I had to clear my mind. Retargeting. More or less. So you can take, like, uh, anyway. There are great libraries, for which I'm also thankful, out, uh, uh, from, uh, I think it's Stanford, um, although now it's kind of difficult to work with them in terms of on a free and open source blob, but they have hundreds of models, like runway models and uh, 3D actors that have been uh, captured via you know mocaps mo- that you can export and then re-import and then tweak into, anyway. That's a different story. So, that's number 9, Blender Make Human. Number 8, the Steam Controller. The most versatile, remappable, very frustrating for your average general user consumer, but it is all things to all people, and it is excellent in every way, in that regard, to all things to all people it is one of the most powerful control surfaces and this is coming from uh, 25 years now, almost 25 years of uh, using MIDI and um, control surfaces apart from video games to do digital music, and then also with twenty, a whole lifetime of using joysticks, yokes, foot pedals, to control as control services for actual video games, etc. The Steam controller is unparalleled. It's very cheap. It's not easy. It takes some getting used to. But I am very thankful for the Steam controller, especially this year. These last four months, three or four months, I've been very much Devoted to mastering the fucking Steam. Mastering the Steam controller! Oh, I, It's driving me nuts. Retargeting. So that's number eight. Uh, number seven. 3D printing. Along the same lines, I know it's not quite video game related, related, but 3D printing is a free and open source software CONSTRUCTION THAT IS FULLY FUCKING REALIZED AND BECOME AN EXPLODED INDUSTRY THAT YOU CAN RUN IN A FACTORY OR YOU CAN RUN AT HOME FOR FUCKING CUSTOM FABRICATION OF SAID MODELS, OF SAID GEOMETRY IN ACTUAL 3D! Totally powered by free and open source software, by the way. Yeah, just saying. Just saying. Just saying, Linux might be a hypothetical construct that's very difficult for your average end user to to wrap their minds around. Well, when I hand them a fucking voxel, re apologize, fucking Teddy Roosevelt, a la Minecraft. I designed these. Um, I just I designed this Teddy uh, Theodore Roosevelt, um, crossed with Salvador Dali's portrait of Lincoln, voxelized pencil, ruler, desk organizer. So like imagine Theodore Roosevelt as a bust. Then imagine him like in Minecraft world. Then imagine him with, you know, surrealistic cubist additions. And uh yeah, I can print those. I print them I don't print them all the time anymore, but I I've printed several of them, many of them, over many iterations. That whole revolution from custom part replacement, printing on demand and repair all the way through to designing your own action figure and fucking making it work and then printing it and playing with it and fucking using fucking far-flung Material design and, I mean, like, literally this is, like, material as in terms of fabrication not as in terms of three-dimensional, you know, computer design. Not in terms of, like, video games. I'm talking about, like, actual fucking, like, th- this shit you should acquire a factory! Now it fits on the end of my desk. All of that is fundamentally free and open source is powered and has been driven by free and open source software. Um from Octopi, which is what runs on our our next item, Raspberry Pi, a $30 computer that's the size of a fucking literally the size of a Moleskine notebook. Um, it's like a ah, it's, it's requires almost no power. Uh it requires an SD card. There you go. Bam, I have an operating system and a fully functional computer on there that's capable of working as a three-dimensional print server. <laughs> what the fuck? That's right! Free and open source software, motherfuckers, from Octopi to all the slicing software that, uh, you can use both commercially and non-commercially. Um, the best of both worlds runs natively on Linux. So I'm very... uh, 3D printing, this was my year of 3D printing. It has been fantastic. I'm writing a book about it, actually, um, in terms of, uh, maintenance for, uh, General Prusa i3 um design retrofitting and the fundamentals it's like the missing manual for the entire Prusa i3 um from assembly and design of your actual printer cuz i i kind of have a franken printer at this point um all the way through to the type of software and etc that you want to use with it but uh main cuz you know it's <laughs> Cura, etc. There are literally a thousand different options and stuff that may or may not be within you know your printer's purview to actually execute, and may or may not actually have an effect. Um, anyway, look for that uh, in the next nine months. Hopefully, Blue Wizard will finally be on Amazon at last as an ebook at last we reveal ourselves before then but that's been the project of the last half year and 3D printing is fantastic and it's inexpensive and it is powered entirely by free and open source software it's not easy but if you've ever wanted if you've ever watched Tron and thought wow how cool would it be if we could like laser render brick by brick voxel by voxel Not into a computer, but out of a computer in my living room for like negligible amounts of money without requiring any sort of special you know, training or a factory or anything. 3D printing is unbelievable. And it will change the world. It's going to fucking change the world. It is astonishing. Astonishing. It's slow right now. But that's fine. That's fine. It's not Meant for mass production of parts, although it depends on how small, small the part is that you want to mass produce, and what actual printer you have, and what type of uh, printing technology you're using. What type of I'm sorry, not filament technology. I meant not printing technology. Filament technology, and also printing technology, because there are now. It, go Google TED Talk 3D Printing um, Terminator Two. Go check that out, because that thing is coming. So that's 3D printing, Octopi, slicing software, Cura, etc. All part of the free and open source software revolution, which I am so thankful for. Kind of related to video games. Um, number, uh, num- uh, number six was the Raspberry Pi, which solves the, the old ancient traditional nemesis of uh, Linux itself, was that, well, not everyone has a... We used to call them a quote-unquote toy which meant an old system that you could afford to have wiped constantly, um, this is like kind of just post internet, so it's like post-World Wide Web 1997 1998-ish maybe, cause I was still fucking all over Usenet it was like where my world was I didn't believe in Mosaic web browser, what is this fucking World Wide Web I have fucking, I have used that I have infinite infinite people that I can talk to um, but yeah so uh the Raspberry Pi solves that problem, anyone with 30 bucks and an SD card and a external USB drive and some sort of uh, TV or monitor with an HDMI or whatever that they can plug into, and, you know, a mouse and a keyboard can now have a fucking fully functional running Linux distribution with persistent storage, on which you can save or serve, or learn to program, or whatever, using the entire full functional suite of applications. You can leverage the power of free and open source software to your advantage. You can be 10 years old, and learn to program, which was something that I tried when I was 10, and everything was too expensive and was prohibitive because I. it turns out I had dyscalculia which was only diagnosed about fuck I'm 30 uh, well I'm 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 many many thousands of years old but it was only diagnosed within this previous decade um and math was a was a requirement this goes back to my grade school So, I thought programming was the province of wizards and fucking math people. Because I couldn't do basic math. I still can't do basic math, which is why now I use free and open source software to write the programs that do the basic math for me. Because the logic is not the problem, it's the actual fucking numbers. Anyway, all that's available Raspberry Pi. Try one, buy one for your friends, for your neighbors. Buy them as stocking stuffers. Give them to every child you meet. For reals. Unbelievable. What once was a $3,000 1994 era imposition no, 1997 era imposition. So that means it's like the equivalent of like $9,000 today? Hey, who's got $9,000? I can do that. No one does! Is now the province of less than a video game for an a, any major um, video game uh, console went from nine thousand dollars to thirty dollars, thirty dollars, three o plus or minus accessories, uh, about sixty bucks. But that's a fully functioning computer that you on which you are able to learn all about firsthand. Without having to worry too much. And especially with now that, you, now that you have cloud-based storage, it's available for everyone, and everyone is pretty much into that, which I, I am not. I do have a Dropbox account, but that's only for inter, interaction with clients. Certain horrible clients! No, I'm just kidding. I love all my clients. Um, It's very easy to just completely experiment, because back in the day, you don't understand hard drive was like $500 easily $500 easily so yeah you couldn't just fucking gallivant all over the fucking interwebs just trying out whatever method you know oh well now you can and you don't have to be some sort of computer scientist who has all these fucking toys lying around you at CERN or whatever the fuck. You know, you don't have to be some sort of fucking, uh, university professor. And everyone's got the internet, and it all works pretty much out the box, and the documentation is fantastic, and it is efficacious and excellent across, not just a wide range. Yes, you're right, Ivor. I'm pouring the whiskey now, don't you hear me? Fuck you, Ivor. It's efficacious across a wide range of applications that are as diverse and, um, flexible as your ability to, uh, contemplate and to imagine for reals, oh d- doesn't do exactly what you want well, I've made a surveillance system out of one Raspberry Pi to monitor my fucking washing machine my, actually my dryer specifically CCTV the whole thing whole fucking thing, soup to nuts minor, minor additions in terms of actual progr- programming by my part but really it's just a system administration task um you know, I didn't have to build we don't reinvent the wheel here You know that's the whole idea of FOSS we don't reinvent the wheel we get the blueprints for the wheel from the library and then we look at the blueprints and we learn how they work and if we need a bigger wheel then we learn how to make the wheel bigger if we need a concave wheel we learn how to make the wheel concave and then that's our own experiment our fork based off of that blueprint which is why we are so powerful because as you constantly chew through all the things that can be known and quantified and rendered and dealt with and all the problems that can face human beings and all the use cases and scenarios that could ever be possibly imagined. Anyway, Raspberry Pi, whole thing used a $20 webcam that I had from when I used to design a 3D multi-touch, uh, not 3D, uh, multi-touch tabletop surfaces. Um... webcam, old webcam and a Raspberry Pi, whole thing, soup to nuts literally on the far reaches of everything, it was probably I had to buy an adapter for it, I had to buy a power adapter for it, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 80 bucks shipping included everything, every soup to nuts so yeah, I can go on (laughs) I can go on my network in a web browser and I can watch you don't need to know why I needed this, but I do need this. Bottom line is that my fucking dryer—it's fucking—it's brand new dryer too. It's three years old. It's a—it's a, it's a front-loading dryer. The um, catch that holds the door shut, which also controls whether or not it runs, um, pops open. It's a bad—it's a bad uh, internal latch system. It's just a bad design. And downstairs, here where I record the show, and where I live, on my Monster Beast computer. I'm petting it. Literally, I am stroking it right now. Um, the computer, not myself. Well, both. Now. Now that I've thought about it, I am stroking both. But you don't even know about that. Um, I can just... Pop. I can't hear it from down here. So, when it's running, I can't hear it. But... It doesn't make a sound when it stops running when that door pops open, which it does all the time. So if I want to actually structure sanely my ability to go meet someone at like, you know an, an appointment where I actually have to do a presentation or something and wear a suit, that means I need the dryer to run and actually complete its cycle so that I have a shirt and pants. But if it stops 10 minutes in, I would never know. Well now I can check. Running over I Okay. We do have a 30-minute I have a 30-minute concluding little speech about this ship. But anyway, so that, that's that's Raspberry Pi. Number five, Flat Pack go back and listen to two episodes ago for all about Flatpak, which is democratizing Linux and simultaneously providing the necessary, what I would say is probably the necessary level of pressure and reward and with no risk to developers to bring their games to Linux. So that's number uh, five. Number four is Wine itself, Windows in Nick's environment. Go check it out. It's still just as fucking Byzantine and complicated, which is why the column... Um, for the last several weeks, has not involved the flat packs thing because I'm still trying to fucking master repackaging. Just I'm trying to get fucking many things, many games, many applications running Wine. That's great, especially with play on Linux or whatever. I could see your average user doing it with minimal, you know, blah. Like SketchUp is easy to fucking get running and just straight up Wine from the terminal, the command line, but. Anyway, Wine is awesome. Wine is good. Wine is great. That's all I'm saying. I'm very thankful for Wine. Number three. The Unity Game Engine, bitches. Which now has its IDE and Editor available for Nick's Available Systems, motherfucker. Everyone who thinks they know something about game development loves to shit on Wine. Just as everyone who plays, uh, uh, Turn uh, Tannenberg is a fucking racist motherfucker, at least at the present moment. None of them have any fucking idea what they're talking about. The Unity game development engine and system, etc., with its editor, is an unbelievably revolutionary piece of software, and the fact that even though it's not entirely officially supported, the editor part of it, the IDE an editor part of it, it's not officially supported, Unity, it is officially available in their official blog thread, where officially they have their own little miniature false partisan community who works on updating it and developing for it, and it is fantastic, and it is not just important, it is a revolutionary piece of software that over the coming next five years, I would say, we'll see the predominance of all great video games coming out of it eventually maybe within 10 years everything will be made with unity just saying even though they do make it a little difficult to fucking find it just google unity editor unity you know engine editor linux here let me let me let me verify this for you Yeah, it's still in the experimental state. Unity 3D Linux. It's all in the same thread run by which is a. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm hmm. Well, anyway, the latest, um, iteration of the Unity editor for Linux is fucking great. It's at the bottom of the thread. Read the top of the page when you find the thread. It's an official fucking, uh, uh, Unity corporate project. It's just not one that they like to talk about. And they have not devoted all of the resources or efforts towards, which makes sense because we are not the world's largest market but i am super thankful for the unity game engine bringing its editor finally to linux cuz that for literally for i've been used i've i've fucked around with unity for as long as it's been out there but have always had to do it with the earnest hope in the earnest hope that i would be ultimately making a game that would be available for linux but that did require the horrible nasty awful trashy Come guzzling horror feeling of having to do it on a Windows machine. No longer and not for the last several years. And it, it's stable, it's it's very good. It's very good. Very good, reliable. Number two on our list. Number two and one are basically the same. Number two is good old games.com, GOG.com, which allows you to buy uh, digital rights management free. Uh, Linux, where available, software of video games um, that you can either make to work in Wine itself, if you're into the tweaking process, or uh, just are digital, or if, if they actually have a Linux available, if they say that they are Linux compatible, they are Linux compatible. And it's digital rights management free I bought the software. I own the software. Meaning that you can flat pack it and etc. But beyond that and long before flat pack, goodoldgames.com has been a what do you call them? Uh, A siren, a titan of uh, this this fundamentally aligned with the free and open source. free and open source software revolution uh premise that, you know, you buy the software, you own the software. Um, meaning no digital rights management, you know, blah. So whether you buy, and I have bought some Windows, I have purchased some Windows games from them uh, that have run on Windows, which is great. Um, all the Linux games that I've ever bought from them that say, you know, Linux compatible, they run fine natively in Linux. They install natively in Linux, you know, that's french for just conceals the wine stuff that they're doing behind the scenes i'd imagine i i would imagine it's supposition on my part so blah <coughs> but now in the era of flat pack this is a very fascinating thing to get involved with because now you can pressure developers it's it's in a soft way, in a nice way, in a really kind of brutal way, actually, frankly, by repackaging their games using Flatpak Linux after bought by bought from GOG.com if they're only available for, for Windows then you can try your hand at coming up with a wine uh, prefix and etc and all the settings that are necessary to run it and then flat pack that fucker and torrent it and fucking say hey guess what what you refuse to do for us we will extract from you at the minor cost of only making it free not that I advocate piracy at all in any way for any reason I personally am a big believer in paying for the software that you use pay for freedom not for slavery it's a bad deal but flatpack and goodoldgames.com G-O-G.com and also the the um beyond the flatpack aspect of it the uh overall um marketplace to, is is somewhat it's not larger than but it is different than The marketplace that is provided by our number one thing that I am most thankful for this year, which is, of course, in of itself, Steam and Valve. Valve for choosing Linux as the basis for the Steam OS operating system has been a revolutionary... Um, thing that has brought together finally the commercial aspects that have either been misunderstood intentionally or misunderstood by virtue of com- sheer complexity by honest actors, uh, in the marketplace and industry. It's brought together those people with the people who actually run Linux and is a vote for freedom, not for slavery, is a vote for community driven gaming. And is a vote that pays and has paid dividends for everyone who has participated uh, in developing games for Steam. It is a win-win-win-win-win and has been a giant thing for uh, the video game industry as a whole. Has been a liberating Steam itself, you know, with or without FOSS was a liberating thing a a, 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 a a unified marketplace on which everyone could put their could publish their game and sell their game and get paid for their game and reach an audience uh, based on merit based on a total meritocracy um, and that is ultimately what this podcast is all about so th- I, seriously And yes, there are hiccups, and yes, there are problems. And yes, things are not exactly as they should be at all times. And no, things don't work exactly as they might or as they should, but on average, for the last three years that I've been doing this podcast, I buy 256 games a year, all of them for Linux. That means over 800 games over the last three years for Linux have been sold to me via Steam. I have made many friends while doing this podcast and playing games on Linux that I would not have made were it not for Steam. Is the social networking aspect of it entirely perfect? No, but it's pretty good. It depends on the game itself, but Cheers. Thank you so much, Valve and Steam. And Gabe Newell. I think we should make those businesses fail. That's Richard Stallman. But anyway, um, because, you know, technically you don't actually own the game. The same way that, like, when you buy a book, you own the book. But not anymore, even in that regard, I guess, now that Amazon... And I, I have... I'm on my sixth Kindle actually. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Many, many, many thanks. Many, many tanked use to Valve and Steam for their participation in Linux. And that that's it for our feature. Oh, wait, no. Uh, closing remark. So, as promised, Ivor, hit that music for me, would you? No? Maybe? Alright. Anyway, as promised, uh, I'd like to offer these thoughts in conclusion. Yes, we've done the list. But what does the list mean? Well, I will now be everyone's unpleasant uncle at Thanksgiving. Because ultimately everything is political, especially when it comes to Linux. Not political in the sense of actual United States government's uh, positions or right versus left or the fucking madness of Sean Hannity or etc. or any country's political uh, agenda. But ultimately FOSS is political because FOSS, the first word, is free. Free as in freedom, not as in beer. Which is why most of all my final item on my my little list for things that I am thankful for for 2017 is Foss itself, and I, I wrote a few notes here that I'm now going to inflict upon you. This is exactly that moment at Thanksgiving when hands either held, to, you know, person to person while saying grace and then each offering up one thankful thought for that year, or just doing that, or just getting drunk and shooting rats with a pistol by the railroad tracks. Um, however you wish to observe, this is that moment where someone hijacks that moment. First of all, like all things FOSS, a list is in of itself. Contradictory and argumentative, as much against itself as for itself. Only by understanding our weaknesses, our faults, while acknowledging our successes and embracing them, can we move forward. It's simultaneously, full of praise and recriminations, just as much as, and I mean this with, you know, to the depths of my, to the core of my being. It, it, simultaneously with that also heartfelt gratitude and thanks, absolute thanks to all of the, all of the many, 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 all of us, which, which should be everyone and ultimately ideally will be everyone not in, like, some sort of forced conversion thing, but because we all see the merits together, and work together. Um, you know, not Chairman Meow, or Mao. I'm sorry, but Meow, um, I had a friend who had a cat named Chairman Mao. Not in any sort of totalitarian way, not from the top down, but each according to his needs. And, anyway, so, I mean, leads me to my second point. FOSS itself, free and open source software itself is an argument. And this, and it's nowhere more obvious than it is in games. But this has been true of every industry that um, that I have known in my life. And this is this is you know, not an American thing. Although America America traditionally has been the land where we adapt. Where we move forward where we attempt to move forwards uh, where we experiment are willing to try and work together in that effort but FOSS is an argument just as games and movies and music are, just as every dollar that you spend, and it doesn't matter if you're American or wherever you are in the world as you hear this, every dollar or um, euro or uh, post-Brexit I guess back to the pound or or um you know, drachma or every every unit of currency that you spend is a vote for something. And that is your participation in a small way in an argument towards what you wish to see the future to be like. And so every, and nothing more culturally embodies this than the video game itself. It's why I, I you know, it's why I've spent the majority of my adult life not just glorifying, but, you know, glorifying, criticizing, experimenting, experiencing, reveling, and wishing for a more full, uh, you know, in the words of Lincoln, you know, a a more perfect union. I I wish to see the video game more perfectly utilized, because I believe it's the most powerful communicative medium ever, and one of the only original mediums post uh, the, the three basic primaries primary forms of artistic expression I believe it can change the world in fact I know it can change the world it's not just games or game theory it's everything together and that we are I'm even allowed to not allowed that I'm even able to look back on these last three years to say nothing of this last year which in spite of its political darkness actual political darkness um and the diminishing of our freedom and our fundamental, the aspects of uh, from an American perspective the aspects of our democracy that make us great, and actually make us great Um, in spite of that this has been a fucking fantastic year for games, especially for games on Linux, the twain are merging, FOSS and games so when I'm, I'm critical of things, of open source projects Yes, it may seem harsh, and yes, my feelings are extreme sometimes. as I'm sure that all of yours, mine, our friends and neighbors together, which is what I think Thanksgiving is all about, sometimes are, depending on you know the issue at hand and the visceral nature of of the uh, of the complaint, of the uh, anyway. but. So just as every dollar is a vote, just as every second, now we are moving towards a an era in which everyone is now actually pulling on the same rope because we are now all really on the internet, which is the internet that, if you're as old as dirt as I am, is the internet that some of us hoped and feared and knew would arrive when the technical barriers to actually connecting and, and interacting online would fall, and they have fallen, they've fallen... They fall in hardcore. They're gone now. And it would let the mob in. And that's cool because everyone is welcome. And that is part of free and open source software. But unlike a real argument or a war, you know, um, Or a revolution, which FOSS actually is. Technically, ultimately, free and open source software isn't just an idea, isn't just an ideology, isn't just a point of view. It is actually a revolution. And whether you like it or don't, and I assume that those listening to me like it, we're willing to talk to you about it. And we will explain why what's about to happen has to happen and has already happened. And this is what FOSS is excellent at so unlike a real argument or a war the goal for us the goal for free and open source software should be the same more or less as it is for all of us each as a human being my future is your future your future is my future intrinsically together the two are linked and the two must communicate which means community which is at the center of all things free and open source software so the goal isn't to win, "quote unquote," so much as it is to more firmly realize the potential of Foss itself and to bring as many with us and to convince the remainder who we can't bring with us maybe because they are, they ref, you know they are adamant in their refusal. I'm thinking of corporate entities like Microsoft to allow them to not come with us. They will eventually come with us. Not through violent overthrow or revolution, like, you know, like a French revolution kind of thing, but through a revolution of ideas. Slowly, 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 it seems that free and open source software as a movement moves slowly. It does, but like a tsunami... At its origins, yes, it moves slowly. Ultimately, on the shore, when it arrives, it doesn't just decimate. It's it's more, it's not, the tsunami's a terrible example, and I apologize, it's a tasteless and terrible example, but it's more like that frog that gets boiled in the pot of water. Except, no one is going to die, and I am not going to kill any frogs rising tide lifts all boats. You put the frog in the cold water in the pot. The frog will say that the frog is Microsoft. But it's not just Microsoft, and Microsoft itself is shifting over. We have to give people the space. Just as we demand the space for ourselves. Free and open source software demands you know fundamental freedoms that are absolutely essential and necessary for the continu- continuation of the work which is not for any one individual but for the benefit of all i lost my point my lost i lost my train of thought there but a revolution does not necessarily mean something that's violent and destructive and chaotic although chaos is excellent in terms of this context, in terms of the free and open source, it's one of our strengths. The point is, we're not trying to win a war. The goal is no longer to topple and make Microsoft say, we're sorry. Not to make Bill Gates say, oh, you know what, I was a dick back then, when I sent out that mimeographed type letter, you are, pirate. you are taking my intellectual content and you are using it, well yeah, well you better update your shit man we, we are demanding functionality and that is what, FOSS is the echo to that clarion call so the goal isn't to win it's to more firmly realize and manifest and make real uh, the, the fundamental potential of FOSS itself, which is the fundamental potential of every single one of us not enslaved as you know Microsoft would have us, not um, surveilled and, you know, made afraid and reason unreasonable, reasonless and blind, staggering, um, devastated towards a future that is only of ruin, only of ruin and and self-destruction and and horror and awfulness. But together, not press-ganged together, but patient enough to wait for everyone, for those who, you know, currently adamantly oppose us, to have the space, to have the time to see and to realize that a revolution isn't isn't some sort of Political enslavement or whatever, it is actually foundational. It is a basis in reality that deals with reality. And that's so much lacking in America these days. So, for science, entertainment, creativity, understanding, and the future, and the future itself, I am so thankful for the Linux slash, you know, GNU slash Linux free and open source software revolution itself which seeks to constantly explore and improve and improve and improve and improve not in some sort of artificially uh, imposed, methodical um, totalitarian way driven by uh, the irreconcilable difference between ideals and reality but by reality itself, each according to their needs So together we reach towards perfection. Together! Together as one. Each in our own way, and each according to their needs, as Tolstoy might say. And based on the... And so this list, it may seem hypercritical or it might seem Pollyanna-ish. It's neither, because we've reached a point where it is almost irrefutable. The FOSS mindset, the FOSS revolution itself, it's methodology itself as a methodology for solving problems, for organizing without hierarchy, for immediately meeting essential needs, for handling unbelievably complex, unthinkably complex problems dynamically. It is like science itself supercharged and distilled. It is the you know, it is the realization of the post-enlightenment world. It is it is a computing science that is available to everyone. Everyone. Egalitarian, humanitarian. Free as in freedom, not free as in beer. So together as one, each according to their needs and based on the bidirectional balance between merit and necessity itself. We self-organize and recombine and what was once a drop, literally I mean, Drupal is so well named but Drupal is just one of, you know, the endless sea. But I remember 1997 what was once an impossible dream a project, say, such as uh, X11 or um, having a work-alike office suite without having a, a Windows-like graphical user interface environment that that even functioned at all. We began working on what has become the LibreOffice project, which now offers an exact work-alike, which is as good, if not better, than what was then the traditional Microsoft Office suite of productivity office, you know, plus of you know spreadsheet, document creation, word processing, publishing, etc. We did that. I remember when GIMP took years. It took years. When all you have is Linux on the terminal and someone is saying, you know what, we're gonna make a thing that works just like Photoshop. We don't even have a Windows like thing yet fucking Linux didn't even work with my mouse yet because there was no place for the mouse to work and that's what we're going to do? yeah, sure, it took five, six years and it is glorious one by one by one unto many unto everyone people forget that Photoshop and you know, the the Windows uh, Word document format were monolithic and inescapable you had to use them they were the only game in town and they would not play well with anyone they wouldn't play at all with anyone else things were not just platform specific they were software specific that is the freedom that we are that the, that characterizes the great struggle that you know to the average end user most manifests itself in the free and open source software revolution for which i am so thankful need and necessity and self-organization and we all come together you don't even need to pro you don't even need to know how to program you do need to know how to talk to people on forums and be able to ask good questions and to be able to volunteer because all of us make this better and we do and unlike some sort of 1960s slash you know burnt out 70s um idealistic revolution some sort of Pollyanna-ish Don Quixote fucking ah yes, the windmills will cast you down into the mire or up among the stars which is great and ultimately is, you know, we all and every human yearns for a more full realization of a good and just world like, like, uh, like Don Quixote But unlike those revolutions, unlike those um, awakenings of intellectual spirit and go to it and we can protest and whatever, the FOSS revolution is beyond any point of refutation. Both in terms of its burgeoning numbers, which it is amazing. What was once a drop is truly now truly now a tsunami it is truly now a revolution and our results are inarguable irrefutable our abilities and capabilities are as many and diverse as the many people who use who use its products, who benefit from its uh, enlightened vision of of what the future can be and who are included in its manifold legions all united all one it's like Dr. Bronner but instead of soap we're making a whole new fucking way the world is data I spent two years writing a book called the world is data that this is I I gave it up about three years ago and then I watched in horror as everything, all the fundamental premises of that book came not just into real focus and real understandability for your average, normal human being across the world, not just your average American, not just your certain of a certain age, but for everyone. When your entire world is on your phone and the stock market is on your phone and it's 24-7 and you are never away from it, that is when data Begins to mean something to everyone. That is the world that we control. That is the world that we make, that we aim to make more free, more democratic, more representative of all of us together. And not just for the limited interests of a CEO or a software company or one deranged motherfucker who comes up with a great idea and then decides that he's going to rape everyone at the door to have access to it like uh, for instance back in the day there was uh, Vegas Video which was a great multi-track video editor but it was not just a video editor it was predominantly audio editing and inline effects I pirated it. I've never paid for a copy of Vegas video, but it was the premier um, piece of software for this. It was the industry standard in many, many respects. Um, And this went on. This domination went on for over half a decade. But the bottom line was it was $4,000. So yeah, I pirated it. I pirated it over and over again across versions. Luckily, a statute of limitations, if there ever was su- such a thing as being prosecuted for such a horrific crime as being a teenager pirating software, but that software was essential for me to have a studio in 1995, 1996, 1997, 1998, 1999. I couldn't afford 4000 fucking dollars for for a program well free and open source free is in freedom not free is in beer pay for freedom not for slavery I have no problem paying for as mentioned in, in our list uh, an application like 3D Coat which offers like the best most advanced material um, like in terms of like you know texture uh, bump mapping etc 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 filters and etc all the stuff that we used to call a texture um for 3D design 3D coat it's like 200 bucks it's available for linux go buy it it's also available for one month for f- for as a free demo f- almost fully functional too so free is in freedom not as in slavery so all of these things characterize the free and open source software revolution itself for which I am most thankful and together we reach towards perfection each according to our need based on a bi-directional balance between absolute necessity of of the majority those capable of working on that itself those who work to support those who work on it itself and based on reason logic science not an unemotional science but a responsive science a science that serves humanity that serves us all and so i am most thankful for the free and open source free and open source software community itself all of us together not all the same at all not reduced or diminished by our togetherness but just like the American experiment, I would say, or you know, and, and this is not unique to America, but America's used to be pretty fucking good at it. It used to be what we were best at. We adapt. We adapt. We adapt. We adapt. We deal with reality and we adapt. So I am most thankful. Especially these dark, dark days of hopefully not the end of the American experiment in representational democracy and self-governance, but it seems like we, we are on the precipice, my friends. So I am glad that one thing, that there is still one thing, one great beacon of freedom that's not a place it's not it's not limited by where you are who you are what language you speak your abilities as a human being in terms of being uh uh in terms of being sighted or all the gradations of not being able to see or hear or talk everyone together our destinies are shared No countries, no geography, all together, each according to their needs, each according to their abilities, in the service of rational science, which is much better, by the way, much better. In terms of if you want to solve a problem it's much better to use a rational basis in reality quote unquote well, which, you know, I'm not saying quote unquote I'm saying slash, that's another way of saying science A determined, patient unbiased, methodical attempt to explain and explore the universe around us based on empirical evidence that is peer reviewed That's how you avoid disasters. It's much better to base your future on that than on magic and magical thinking. Not against religion. Do not mistake me. I am not against human feelings. I am not against emotions. I have them. I'm just like you. We all have them. But if you want to build a fucking skyscraper, I would say use science. And now we, we are no longer in an industrial, rev- post-industrial revolution uh, era. None of us are. All of us. The rising tide has lifted all boats across the world, more or less. Now we have to work together to end poverty. But the infrastructure, the, the, the technology, everything is there now, across the world. If you have an internet connection and a netbook or a cell phone. The democratization of tools. We will hand out the tools to the workers of the factory. That is what free and open source software is. And unlike the liars who either intentionally or just um, out of political necessity or out of intentional willful blindness or out of just sheer prejudice or out of just sheer hatred or out of just sheer fear the future is scary change is horrifying I hate change out of whatever fuels their arguments against us our arguments are now irrefutable so cheers happy Thanksgiving I hope that you get to enjoy it with uh your friends, you and yours, wish you all a happy and healthy new year, as will be the theme for the, you know, next podcast until we escape the, the, the holiday cost. Yes, and I, I know, if you're new here, I am a Jew, so, you know, I am allowed to say the holocaust, is in H-O-L-L-I-E-C-O-A, which is a, still a joke in poor taste, but it's still funny, because we all have to get through this year. And the next year, and the next year, and the next year. Just like always. So, on behalf of your friends and neighbors, I wish you well. And, uh, actively encourage you to get involved with whatever free and open source software project that you like. Whatever it is that you use. That's a great place to start. It doesn't have to be your actual distribution, but that's okay, that's a great place to start too. Get involved in the community, troll the forums, not troll as in T R O L L, but you know, silently uh silently observe the, the the forums. Keep your central concern or the thing you would like most to see kind of in the background for a month or so. And then engage engage with the community we're just like you we are just like you and you don't have to be a programmer you can help if if you if languages are your skill you can help translate stuff if if you don't know anything other than how to use this program help with the documentation offer your help most good open source software projects uh, provide some linkages or an IRC channel at least where you can get in touch with people who will explain to you how you might best be able to help. Every bit helps, just like the same way that everyone matters. Let's let, let's hope that we can all take this the same fucking ideology behind free and open source software that's democratizing and liberating the actual tools that everyone uses to control and manipulate and view the data and content that we now rely on and that fuels and is the basis of our world both economically, morally, politically and interpersonally. Um let's hope that the future starts to and the politics of, you know, this this is not just American exclusive This is just a universal thing. Let's hope that the politics begins to respond and and more and more closely resembles the same ideals that Linus Torvalds and Richard Stallman and all of the other great, great, and Chris Fisher, I mean, the list is endless of the patriots, architects, contributors, advocates, and, um, Friends and neighbors just like us, just like me, just like you, who have spent so many, 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 many hours building this legacy for us. Because now we are we are in it. It is fantastic. So cheers. On that hopeful note, I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Um... This concludes our Thanksgiving episode of the Best Links Games Podcast, our third year. Cheers. Uh my name is Scooky Sprite. I can be found on uh the internet if you want to get in touch with me. Best way is on Twitter at VegasWriter, V-E-G-A-S-W-R-I-T-E-R. Ivor. Ivor, Ivor. Take us out, Ivor. The computer is now ready. <laughs> Ah, da, 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 da. I work at Booker King making ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. A good idea. Hey, there the is no run, Windows run. version of weaponized chips. And they try to get the demon no no, no, to open the game. Fuck it, she's just saying that she knew to me. Until someone wins. Where is the bell? Wait for the bell. Can't hear the bell. She ding ba dun ding-ba-da-dun, 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 ding-ba-da-dun. So angry! Ding-ba-da-dun. Ding! Motherleka! Done by Billy's... There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man!